Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 7, Episode 7, titled Snatch Game. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one bilious co-host from the Bloody Podcast Network. Please say... <laughs> to Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Joe. Shut up. Hello, I'm Adele. <laughs> oh, hi, Adele. Now, where where do you where do you where did you come from, Adele? Where do you come from? Uh, my home. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry, Adele. That's not a match. You're not a match. <laughs> you know what else doesn't match? My singing voice in my talking voice. <laughs> That's another I'm fat Raven. pig. I'm Raven Simone. <gasps> I got a vision. It's nothing funny. There. That's why. That's my impression of... <laughs> well, let me tell you, Laurie. Here's what I did for my Snatch Game. I went to SNL, and I went to the best of Kristen Wiig, and I just pulled one of her characters, and that's what I did for Snatch Game. And I said it was Susie Orman. Yeah, and I just... I was really doing Kristen Wiig doing Susie Orman. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I was doing, but I said I was sharing needles. Hey, what you say about sharing noodles? What the fuck? I'm big in. <laughs> fuck you. Valez-vous I'm Versace. Hey, what the fuck is this shit? Versace speak French now all of a sudden? Well, I fought over it. So, sweet wee. I am Alyssa Edwards, and this is Alyssa's secret. She's not really Italian. <laughs> we are rock good impersonations, we did. <laughs> oh, shut up! Um, yeah. I like this episode. I know you, when we first talked and I said, is this a good Snatch game? You're like, I don't know how to answer that. I was like, oh, well, then it's not a good Snatch game. No, admit, yeah. It's really funny. Uh, yeah, it, it's not a bad Snatch game. Yeah, I, like, you know, it's one of these <laughs> things where season seven gets a bad rap, you know, and I think this is one of the better Snatch games uh, because it, well, it, it satisfies. Well, you know, wait, wait, why are we talking about the show right now? This is not what we're, this is the part where we talk about our, our lives. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Lori, what kind of show do you think this is? People, people don't tune in to talk about the, the actual show. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to the Snatch Game. But Lori, what I do want to talk to you about is Lori's mess of a life. So, <laughs> Lori- I, think, I think that should be another This Joe Batance, where yeah. it's just the uh, This Joe Batance segment, Lori's yeah. mess of a life. Yeah. <laughs> Lori's fucked up life. Yep. And, uh,. I want to tell you something. This week alone, so Lori, called, you know what? We were talking about this earlier off the air during our this our impromptu this Joe Batance moment. Is um, the other day Lori calls me, right? And I hear children uh, playing in the background. All right, I, and she calls me, and I'm, I'm assuming I'm, I'm assuming Lori, you were at work, right? 
I don't remember this at all. So oh, you I'm know. interested to see where oh, you're yeah. going with this. Yeah. Um yeah. Children. So, yeah, children. Children. Yeah, 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 yeah. Children. And um this is what it sounds like. And she's like, Hello. And I'm like, Hi Lori. And she's like, My fucking bitch aunt wanna fucking cunt. And I go, Lori, are you are you working at school right now? Oh hey, yeah, it's lunch. I don't I don't give a fuck. My fucking cunt aunt. Let me tell you about her. And I was and she went on and on about her aunt. Oh. No, I <laughs> were you just were you just randomly recording high school students so you'd happen to have this footage? <laughs> These are little children. No, I was walking through. I was walking through, and and it was it all in the background. I was walking between two buildings, so nobody was hearing me. And I I was just like I was trying to find the parking lot. So no, it's fine. Plus, students don't pay attention to you. So when you're eating and talking. No, uh, you could you could say that your your mother died, and they'd be like, so anyways. But this is what I was hearing in the background. She's like, that fucking cunt. And she goes, let me ask, because first I got a text message in the morning, right? Uh-huh. And the message just said, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, I'm, and I'm thinking it's going to be like, you know, uh, uh, can we do the show later today? Or some sort of show-related question, okay? And she goes, when the toilet breaks in your house, what do you do? And I said, oh, this is some sort of trap. But I go, okay. I, uh, I, t- I was in a trap. I don't know. I'm always thinking there's traps with you. I don't I don't trust you, Lori. Did you think that maybe your mom roped me into this and been like, just ask him. See what he says. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I didn't know what was up. I just knew there was a trap, right? Well, she's finally contacted me from the business cards that I gave her. So. <laughs> the Lori business cards that she got. Lori met my mom and gave her a business card. Anyway. So, uh, my mom is a big Lori fan, I'll say, I'll, I will say that. Anyway, uh... Um, well, she wouldn't know it, because she's never once reached out to me on the... On, and I gave her a business card. You did? You wasted a whole business card on her, I know. Yeah. See? So, anyway, um... So, she like, I go, well, I would tell my parents, and then they, they we have a plumber, and they would call that plumber. And she goes, thank you! And that's all, that's, and that's all I got. <laughs> that's all I got, Right? And then it, it, hours go by. <laughs> then that's that when I, is not. I literally sent you a, a follow up right afterwards. That's that, not true. And so I was like, okay, well, Lori just wants to know how I what my the protocol is for plumbers in my house. Then two hours. That's when I get the playground phone call. Like, my fucking aunt. She's mad at me. And I'm right. Uh huh. Then the day goes on, and now it's night. And Lori's like, I hear Lori driving. Just road sounds. Okay. Uh-huh. And, and you're like, I'm just driving around. Come just stay out of the house. Come still fighting with my aunt. It's a whole thing about the plumber. And now she's saying that she never said that. And I don't know. Do you want to tell the story? I, it's your story. So I don't, I don't want to manipulate well, it. Well, I don't want to drown on because isn't this going to play like six months after? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll have another fight by then. I'm yeah. sure. Okay. So then, uh, yeah. So then that's that, right? So there's that. Then. I talked to Lori last night, and she's like, uh, hey, listen, I know we're supposed to do the show. Uh, the plumber is coming tomorrow, though. And she's like, not working, but I have a plumber coming at this time. 
that we're supposed to record. And I go, oh, that's no problem, whatever. We'll just do it for, you know. Then this morning, because the plumber's situation is dealt with. This morning, I get a phone call. Hello? And I was like, yeah, what's up? Well, I don't know what I did last night, but I uh, wrecked my knee. So now Wait, I'm going to the hospital. I totally missed this. Is that your impersonation of me? Yeah. Uh-huh. Isn't that, isn't that an exact impersonation of you? I mean, I can't I can't <laughs> disagree with that. Yeah. But anyway, I uh I wrecked my knees and I'm going to go to the hospital. Uh we could do the show now. They're like, "Wait a minute. Your knee is messed up. We're not going to do a show with your knee messed up. Go to the doctor, deal with it." And then it's it's been now we're finally recording the show, but so Lori, what happened with your knee? What happened when you went to the doctor? What did the doctor say? No so more jumping on the I, bed? What? No more jumping on the bed? No more yeah, no more jumping on the bed. No, I I was kickboxing and uh, <laughs> no, tell me, threw, wait, is that real? No. Oh, okay. Idiot. <laughs> Why would you ever think I was active? Well, because um, I, okay, wait, hold on for a second. Oh, we never finished this. So I forgot about this. This is the other night. Oh my god, I forgot about all these Lori dramas. <laughs> guys, there's a whole other Lori show going on that you guys don't even know about. We do have you to get just you. Need to start recording. We, yeah, my... I know. I really do because I forgot. I was going to dinner and Lori calls me. I go, "Hey, listen, I'm going to dinner, but can I call you after?" She's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." But can I ask you? Well, first of all, Lori's had this trainer, this personal trainer, right? Who I've been saying for months. Is such a ripoff artist, right? Because Lori pays for eight sessions and she makes Lori do six of them in one week. Okay, and I'm like, yeah, she's just trying to get you to to renew all the time, and she 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 packs them in. Okay, uh-huh. and then Lori goes, and I've been telling Lori this for months, and then Lori goes, let me ask you a question. I think my personal trainer is ripping me off. I'm going to have to put you on mute because it, I feel like I'm hearing myself talk. <laughs> so we actually never finished this conversation. Explain to everyone why you think your personal trainer is rip- ripping you off. I just thought it was a shyster move because I was... Uh, is shyster a bad word now? I just realized that. Is that something you're not supposed to say? Because it sounds Jewy? No, I was just saying... I don't know. Is it a Jew? It's a Jewish thing, right? So I okay. I don't know if it is. I, mean, I, don't know. <laughs> I thought she was being. I thought she was being a big stinking Jew. No. So <laughs> no. She's Asian, so you know, uh-huh. she was just being Asian. But uh-huh. uh, no. So I thought that she. So she had said that we were done with training. Sure. Like th- this was like two, two, three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So I thought that we were done with training. And then at the end of that, at the end of the two weeks where I was like, oh, we're done with training. I said, hey, I'm not going to be able to continue because we had done this thing package where it was like you had to commit to two months. But it was um, you had to commit to paying to 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 two months, but you paid every month. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't re up because I just don't have the money and I got a special package. So. At the end, the beginning of next year, I'll, I'll assess, reassess and see how I do. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, "Okay, that's great." And then she said, "Oh, you're you're done with your training sessions." And I was like, "Great." Mm-hmm. So then she texts me out of the blue last week and says, "Hey, are you want to meet up for your tra- your? You have two more training sessions." And I said, "Oh, I thought I was done." She goes, "No, no, no, that was just for the previous week." And I said, "Oh, okay." I was like, "I don't know what that means, but okay." Mm-hmm. 
So we schedule it for a time and I show up and she goes, Hey, your, your credit card was declined. Mm -hmm. Do you have a new credit card? And I said, I, why are you charging my card? Because it's, if I have the two, if I have two, uh, it should be coming out of the package that I had paid for. Right. She goes, no, 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 this is, this is to re up for your new thing. I was like, well, first off, A, I'm not going to re-up. I told mm-hmm. you. B, that doesn't make sense because if I, if it's to re-up, then why are you only charging me for two? Mm-hmm. Like, it was just a very weird scenario. She's like, no, no, no. Like, you had told me you were going to re-up. And I said, no, I, I specifically told you I wasn't going to re-up. And so she's like, oh, okay. And so I told her, I was like, look, I'll have to reassess the beginning of next this this year. Mm-hmm of next year but i I, for right now i can't Mm -hmm. so she goes okay and she was like well i was really hoping you would re-up i was really expecting that and i was like well i'm sorry i don't know why you were expecting it i feel like and i had text messages to prove it because i had texted her the whole time Mm -hmm. so then i go and i was like well i might as well just walk around and stuff so Mm -hmm. i go walk around i call and i was thinking about it more and more as i was walking and i was like i feel like she i feel like she was trying to get like push me into it you know yeah so I called you to see, and you were, and this is when you were like, "I've been telling you this the whole time," and I was like, "You have not." Oh yes, I have. Yes, you have I not have. been telling me this whole time that mm-hmm. she was trying to scam me. I'm not even telling you this. I have a podcast about the scamming. What's it called? I haven't named it yet. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not. That, that's the name usually, of the podcast. Usually, you like right off the gate name mm-hmm. your podcast. Like mm-hmm. sometimes you'll come up with a name before you come up with the podcast. Yeah, well, you do too. Lori is the one that came up with the Pig Crew. We haven't we haven't we haven't decided what that show is, but there's a show called the the Pig Crew that Lori came it's up where with. We, it's where we uh, videotape ourselves working out. That's Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. all right. This week it's oh, just, yes. Yeah. Go ahead. So sorry, I thought you were gonna talk about the kid thing again. No, you're done with that. Okay, yeah, let's move on. This gotcha. week get together. <laughs> <laughs> this week is the snatch game. Violet and Fame both want to play Donatella Versace, and Kennedy is gonna go out on a limb and play Little Richard. During the snatch game, Kennedy, Katya, Ginger, and Pearl succeed, while Miss Fame, Jaden Dior, Fierce, and Max fall flat on their faces. Later, Katya has an emotional moment with Miss Fame, and the girls walk the runway in their best leather and lace. In the end, both Kennedy and Ginger were named the winners of the challenge, while Max and Jaden were placed in the bottom two. After a lip-sync battle for their lives, Jaden lived to see another day, while Max was asked to sashay away. Lori, named two things you liked about the episode, and one thing you did not. Um, I liked the Snatch Game. I liked that, the whole thing. I liked... Uh, huh. You know what? I, I'll say I like the outfits, the runway. Mm-hmm. I thought sure. the runway was great. Um, and I will. I have a third like, but it's yeah. also my dislike. Oh, wow! Interested in this. I liked how. I I'm still torn with uh, RuPaul walking around the the dressing room. Yeah. Because I feel like he does a very good job of 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 writing for the show mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, what I didn't like was I felt like he wasn't really giving them great advice. Okay. So it was tough for me because I feel like like with um, uh, Tim Gunn in Project mm-hmm. Runway, yeah. his whole thing when he's walking through the run uh, workroom is to make sure that the competitors are have the best foot forward. Right? Mm-hmm. He's trying to 
help them out and like make sure that they're doing okay. Yeah. And I feel like with RuPaul, RuPaul has two things when he walks through the run room workroom mm-hmm. is he's trying to see that they have the best thing, but he's also when he notices that stuff's going on, he tries to stir the pot and make it so that the show is better. Yeah. Like the whole Versace thing. Mm-hmm. So like I felt like his advice for uh for the Versace thing was more towards helping the show because it would cause more drama. Whereas I feel like his advice for uh, Kenny Davenport was more for Kenny Davenport because I felt like it helped her, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, that's that's the... Th- I don't know. I still don't feel like there's anybody on that show that is just strictly there to help the competitors. And I think that's something that I think that, that needs to happen. It's so. something that I've advocated for a long time. I feel Ross Matthews should take over the, the table visit. First of all, you can tell RuPaul's just not into it anymore. And season seven, he was still into it. Now he can barely be bothered with it, right? Yeah. And I think Ross would do a better job in that capacity, right? Or at least bring back a former contestant who did really well, you know, because they—they I think they've seen success, you know, when when Bianca's been there, when Jinx has been there, they seem a little bit because they've been there with them, you know, what I'm saying they've been yeah. through, and it. they understand the process. Yes, they understand the process. Or maybe they brought in a different drag queen every week to sort of mentor, you know, would be kind of nice. Someone who you know maybe succeeded in that kind of challenge would be kind of nice instead of RuPaul. Anyway, yeah. uh, well, look, I like you. I liked the Snatch Game. I thought it was a decent Snatch Game. Uh, two, um, I really liked Katya's vulnerable moment in the uh, Elimination Day segment. Okay. Yeah. And um, even though I'm not sure that really happened on Elimination Day, but maybe it did. And then um, the thing I didn't like, and I'll, t- I'll get into this more. You don't know this. But I feel that the show really fucked over Max. Uh, and I, I have behind-the-scenes tea that I will tell oh, you. Oh, really? Yeah. Where they, they really, really fucked Max over. and um, I'd love to hear that, because I feel like mm-hmm. Max, for some reason, lost all brain function yeah. and did the dumbest thing I've ever seen anybody do in a competition. Yeah, well, I will. when we get to that moment, I will explain what really happened. They didn't. Okay. They weren't honest on the show. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they, I felt they did Max dirty. You know. Um, so anyway, all right. Well, let's uh, move on. After Candy's elimination, the girls walk into the workroom to remove their drag. Jaden swears she can't do another lip sync again. Max will try a non-gray wig just once. <laughs> this is so funny. Michelle's like, try a non-gray wig. She tries it and she goes home. Uh, Violet and Kennedy have a war of words through confessionals, and Pearl just doesn't get Kennedy's. Death becomes her look. Any thoughts on this um, pre-show cold open, Laurie? Yeah, I I legit thought, I was like, oh, this isn't good. This is kind of a death knell for uh, Max when she goes, I'll wear, I'll wear a wig once and then I'll go back to a gray wig, which is yeah. sort of like, you don't think that she would notice that? Like, it just was a weird mm-hmm. statement. But yeah, um, but yeah I, I, I don't know. I just, it was kind of, it was okay. It wasn't like, it wasn't a, it didn't really like, nothing crazy happened or anything. Yeah, no, no. It, this is actually, again, another pretty much standard issue episode. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, but it, it, it's kind of a by the numbers episode, which is always, that can be very pleasant, you know, to have a by yeah. the numbers episode. All right. The next day, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. So today, it's time to find out who else 
you can be. That's right. Oh, no. This week's maxi challenge. All right, uh, in the workroom, Violet and Fame fight over who will portray Donatella Versace. Kennedy announces she'll portray Little Richard over their protestations of Ginger and Katya. And Max announces she will portray a Disney-fied version of Sharon Needles. During the table visits with Rue, Jaden thinks she and Raven Simone would be friends if they met. That was crazy. That was weird. That was weird. Uh, RuPaul tells Miss Fame to stick to her guns and portray Donatella Versace. RuPaul convinces Violet not to do Donatella Versace. And Conti reveals she's riddled with anxiety. And Kennedy's decision to play Little Richard worries RuPaul. Laurie, your thoughts on the table visits, on the workroom, on the maxi challenge, everything. What, what are your thoughts here? Um, I thought it was a little weird that, that um, Ginger and who was the other one that, that was talking to Kennedy? Katya. Katya. Ginger and Katya were like, oh, you have to play a woman, which I feel like has never been a stipulation before. It hasn't, but it's sort of been an unspoken rule up to that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just kind of felt like it was like, you know, they kind of, I feel like they put it in her head. And then who was, my confusion was, who was the person that she was going to do instead? I didn't understand who the hell that was. Oh, you don't remember her? No. Um... That's the, um, nobody got time for that. Remember that lady from the, let me pull up that video. This will be good because this, you know, this is an archive of sorts. So, um, uh, let's pull up the sweet brown, uh, video. So what happened was, uh, I think there was a fire, um, in her neighborhood and they interviewed her on the news, right? Uh, yeah, this is, this is, oh, the original. Okay. So here's the original version. All right. Oh, wait, sorry. That's when she first realized the complex was on fire. Well, I woke up to go get me a cold pop. And then I thought somebody was barbecuing. I said, oh, Lord Jesus, it's a fire. <laughs> then I ran out. I didn't grab no shoes or nothing, Jesus. I ran for oh, my I life. And then the smoke got me. I got bronchitis. Ain't nobody got time for that. According to the apartment manager, the fire started. There you go. And so that became like a meme where they turned it into a song. And then she actually got commercial. She made money off of this. And uh, her name was Sweet Brown. And so they were telling her, uh, okay. which was actually terrible advice if you think about it. Like, what can you do yeah. with that character besides saying, no, ain't nobody got time for that? Well, yeah. I mean, because like, as we saw from Raven Simone, if you have like a catchphrase or like a certain thing, it's harder to keep the consistency of the laughs going. Because if you just keep doing that thing, then it's like, well, after a while, it just gets tiring. Look, you know? here's the deal. You and I have a dream show that we want to do. And hopefully, if my if this show has already happened or it's happening right now when this airs. Where you, and I don't know if you know about this dream show. <laughs> I may not have told you this. But we're gonna. I want to get eight drag queens. And uh-huh. each week, you, myself, and Drew Drogi, who I don't even know, okay, will okay. work with that drag queen. Do you think Drew Drogi would do it? I mean, Drew Drogi's like... He's get he's probably too busy. He's got like a billion things going on. But sure. I'll get some sort of gay improv comic. Okay. Okay. Brian Jordan Alvarez, is he busy? I don't know who that is, but sure. <laughs> Sam Pancake, is he busy? These are all big like gay. <laughs> Sam Pancake's got nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. So uh anyway, we get one of these queens, right, with to do it with us, and we coach every episode is coaching a different drag queen. 
on how to win a snatch game. But there's a very, very and, and Kennedy's little Richard um uh satisfies this rule that I have. I mean, RuPaul says it. Actually, I feel in this table visit segment, RuPaul, in more than any other episode I've ever seen, literally tells the queens in little pieces how to win Snatch Game. And ultimately, and I've never heard him say this before or since, he says it here, though, it's about making RuPaul laugh. And there's yeah. one way to make RuPaul laugh, Okay. Alaska, have you ever seen All Stars 2 Snatch Game with Alaska when she does Mae West? Yes. Okay. It's Alaska with Mae West. It's Katya. I mean, not Katya. It's uh, Kennedy as Little Richard. It's uh, Ben Della Creme as Paul Lind. It's like there's a bunch of... You take an old-timey star, okay, and have that person, that star say outrageous things that they would never say in real life that are overly sexual and whatnot. Just take whatever it is and just say, you know, um, you know, Lady Bunny says her purse is so big she could fit her blank in it. And then they go to you like, well, RuPaul, I was thinking, uh, give me a character, Lord, some old timey TV character. Um, Carol Channing. Well, I would just say, Ru, what I would say is I would say she put a big fucking black cock in her purse. Yeah, you know, raspberries. Right. And then RuPaul is scream laughing because Carol Channing is saying big fucking black cock in her purse. And boom, you win. Dra- you win. Snatch. It's all. It- okay. You just take an old timey character like Carol Channing, have her say something uh-huh. perverted, and a catchphrase. That's it. Boom, boom. That 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 I mean, plus you, this plus that. You obviously did an example of how well it works. Okay, I'm gonna give you one. All right, I'm gonna give you one. All right, let's all see right. if you can do it. And, and I will give uh-huh. you, I'll give you a snatch game phrase, right? And then okay. I'll, let me give you the character first. The character is who? Carol Channing's a great. Okay, Joan Rivers. Okay, no, 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 because she's already dirty. Um. Let's do the chat room. I mean, that's the chat room. Oh, yeah, okay. And chat room, give us an old-timey celebrity that Lori can do. Um, what about that fat pig, Kelly Clarkson? Uh. Okay, sh- uh, Luke Stamen says Shirley Temple. Okay. I don't even know what Shirley Temple sounds like. Yeah, I don't even think you All right. know. Uh, okay, all right, I got it. Uh, you got it? Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh, all right, let's go to Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple... Yes, sir. <laughs> RuPaul is so old that when she looks down on her penis, instead of seeing pubic hair, she sees... What does she see, uh, Shirley Temple? Well, oh, just, sir, being old just frightens me so much, sir. I just, I just want to sing about it. Somewhere over the rainbow, your penis is a butterfly. <laughs> But that's what's funny. Shirley Temple didn't sing that song. But But you've got it. Yes, the point is you've got it. As long as you say it's a a person, like an innocent, old-timey character who says something really dirty. Like, you know, Little Richard. And if I get older, I will surely die. There we go. Figured out the last part of that line. All right. Well, the other thing I wanted to tell you is um, going back to the moment with Katya and Ken- uh, Kennedy and uh, Ginger. 
What I don't understand is why Katya and Ginger are telling her you can't do that character. So one thing you should know, Lori. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Because you have to have your characters approved by the producer. You have to bring in two characters, okay? And the producers essentially choose who you'll do. You can, uh, some wiggle room, you know, you can do one or the other, but they approve the two characters that go on the show. So that, that in other words, when they said, when she said, I'm going to be Little Richard, it wasn't like she made it up on the spot. The producers let her, like, they said, yes, you can do that. But then that doesn't make sense for uh, Miss Fame and Violet Trotsky because uh, they both picked Donatella Versace. So how, how why would the producers allow them to do that? Because they like this drama. This happened in All Stars 4 with uh, Trinity and um, I believe it's Trinity and uh, what's the name of the the transgender one? Um, I love her. What are the oh, chat room saying? They were both going to play um, uh, Caitlyn Jenner. Um, Gia Gunn. Gia Gunn and Trinity the Tuck Taylor. Uh, both were going to play Caitlyn Jenner, and that became a thing, too. And that's where Gia Gunn says, what you want to do ain't necessarily what you're going to do. Okay? So um, the producers know what they're doing. They do that shit all the time. It happened. They do all these crazy, you know, uh, on... Um, I think it's Monet Exchange's season or Bob's season because I confuse them. I know it's not because they're black; they sound alike. Is I think it was Bob played played Carol Channing and he switched characters in the middle of snatch game into two characters. It was Carol Channing and uh, oh, the Crazy Eyes from Orange Is the New Black. Oh, okay, yeah. So well, okay, so then I have a caveat to your thing about how you say that RuPaul helped because I feel like. In in uh uh with with uh with the Donatella Versace one, mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that frustrated me the most was that I don't think they she really helped them because first off, Donatella Versace herself is not funny, like it's it's she's just a look. So coming Miss Frame and and, and Violet Chashky were just doing her because they could look. Yeah, it could be a look, which yeah. is just a terrible idea for Snatch Game. Yeah. And so what's funny, she should have been like, well, neither of you should do Donatella Versace. Yeah. What's funny is this is a problem that's pervasive even to this day. I don't know why queens who go on the show think that all you have to do is look like the character. That is not at all what it is. But for even to yeah. this day, Lori, to this day, they'll go on there and they'll do these characters. Like, for instance... It's well known that if you do Kim Kardashian, it, which people have tried to do multiple times, it just doesn't fucking work. Is it Kim Kardashian? The, oh, no, Beyonce. I'm sorry, not Kim Kardashian, Beyonce. Like, three or four girls have tried to do Beyonce, okay? Yeah. And it's just failed miserably. They No one has succeeded as Beyonce. That is the one that's just never done well. Because Beyonce's not funny. Yeah. Well, also Beyonce just doesn't have a thing. Yes, like Beyonce doesn't have like a like a th- like a t- a thing. Like it, the only thing that I would say would be funny about Beyonce if you can manage it, mm-hmm. if you had, if you could do it, was if you were Beyonce, if you could get somebody else to play Solange and then have Solange just beat the crap out of whoever asked the question. Like that would be the only thing that I would see that would be kind of funny about you know because that whole elevator scene. Well, but you know, what, no, but you would. No, here's what you would do: you that you could never get someone who's going to help you. What yeah. you would do this is that it's a brilliant idea. You just gave someone an idea. You know when people do that thing where they do like a half costume, where it's like it's half man, half woman. 
you know? Yeah. So it's like, oh, half of it is like Prince and the other half is like uh, uh, Diana Ross or something, right? Yeah. You do that, but half of it is Beyonce and the other half is Solange. And I don't know how you make them look that different from each other, right? And so that the Beyonce is the nice one and then your other half, when it turns, almost like Mr. Hyde, is the one that beats the shit out of other people. Oh, okay. I like anyway, that. Anyway, coming soon this summer, Snatched is going to be the name of the show. Snatched for the gods. Drew well, Drogi. I, I didn't realize that was my dream show. Yeah, but Drew Drogi, uh, Sherry O'Terry, Lori Roggenkamp, and myself will be oh. coaching the drag queens. Sherry O'Terry, she's going to join? Uh-huh, and Cheryl Hines. Oh, Sher- okay. Uh-huh, All and right. Lisa Kudrow. Lisa Kudrow, like- <laughs> Lisa Kudrow, Cheryl Hines, Sherry O'Terry, Drew Drogi. I feel like we're on the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Will Ferrell. Oh, of course. Uh-huh. Well, we got to get Will. If we're getting Sherry, we got to get Will. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll do that cheerleader sketch. Um, I mean, they're going to. We're Mika- going to make them. Michaela Watson. She's going to come in. Well, I. So I actually. Amy Poehler. I do agree with you that I think that the advice, to, except for. I, well, I will say this. I think except for Miss Fame. Mm-hmm. The advice that she gave Kennedy and Violet was dead on. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the advice she gave Fame was a little bit, I, I just, you could tell, I don't think she really, first off, I don't think she likes Fame all that much. Mm-hmm. And secondly, I felt like she was being a little, it was just sort of like, well, just don't, she wanted to stir the pot more than she wanted to like make it, make Fame have like a good, you know, like, um, uh, I guess like a good a good snatch game essentially mm-hmm. because yeah. like if I think what she should have done is just said no you should not absolutely not do Donatella Versace especially somebody like Miss Fame like Violet Chachki was good in be as as Alyssa Edwards because Alyssa Edwards has that you know yeah. thing and That's she has the the saying and she has the neck thing and so I think that was what saved her. Mm-hmm. She didn't do like an amazing personation, mm-hmm. but yeah. And she was just safe. She was just safe, which is great. But she would have been in the bottom if she had done Donatella Versace. Mm-hmm. Jim Rash, by the way, he's going to join in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's throw in Colton Dunn from Colton ECB. Dunn. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Catan. Chris. Oh, Chris. Chris. Okay. Here's the deal. Adam man. Sandler. Yeah, Kristen Wiig asked, but I said no. Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan. Oh, yeah. Episode three, Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan will come to the opening of a letter. Is that so, true? you know. Yeah. He's a... Uh, no, I'm kidding. I don't know. Do you think we could... Okay, Lori, be honest. Did I ever tell you about my dream show that I wanted to do in LA? Uh, is it a bunch of young boys fighting for your love? Is that it? I don't know. No, I was going to call it Past Our Primetime Players. Okay. And it was going to be a sketch show that could it would, with a revolving cast, but you, the only caveat was you had to be an old ex you had to be an ex SNL cast member. Okay. Okay. Pulling from that list has to be ex SNL cast members. Who do you think we could get on this show on Snatched for the Gods, our new podcast we're doing? Uh Chris Kattan. Do you think we could get Chris Kattan? Yeah. What do we do? We just pay for a really long cameo. <laughs> Every week we pay for a cameo from the that app. We just we should just do that. <laughs> you know what we should do? I yeah. would totally. 
We should pay. Mm-hmm. We should have them intro the show. We should pay for somebody to intro the show. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Hire a drag queen to be like, now it's time for RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. But anyway, who do you think we could really get for a snatch for the gods? Uh, Finesse Mitchell. <laughs> Oh, Finesse is in. He just tweeted at me. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Who, who else? Who was the one that played uh, the girl from the Brady Bunch? Jan from the Brady Bunch? Oh, um, was she on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. No, no, not the movie. She played her on, the, on SNL all the time. That was her character. Oh, uh, I don't remember that at all. Nora Dunn. Did you get Nora Dunn? Sure. Who was the one who was in uh, Third Rock from the Sun? Oh, do you think we... I don't know, but do you think we could get Mindy Sterling? And I'm being kind of serious. Sure. Was Mindy Sterling on Saturday Night Live? No. Oh, yeah, no, no. She was on Saturday Night Live. But, but she's a legendary groundling teacher. You're really pulling. <laughs> Everyone yeah. listen. Mindy Sterling's the one that played... Um, what was her name on Austin Powers? Uh, she was his like she was a German, right? Yeah, the German, the the, yeah, yeah, the German lady. But she's like also a legendary groundling, groundling, right? Am I not not wrong here? Yeah, yeah, she's right. And You're I right. Think, I think we could get Sherry or Terry. I don't. What is she doing? I don't know. Mourning the loss of her father. I, Did Sherry or Terry's father die? Oh, you didn't hear about that? No. His father. Her father was murdered. <gasps> when? Oh, years ago. Oh. Let me see if I can find this. His story. name, by the way? I think murdered by her uncle. And his name? Jerry. Uh, and the uncle? <laughs> Larry. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know how. Oh, Tracy Morgan. That would be a good one. Oh, yeah. Tracy Morgan would be a good one. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. Cherry's, Cherry's father. Uh huh. Gay to know. Thomas O'Terry, who uh-huh. I don't know what that is. A Nashville record producer was found dead after suffering a heart attack and significant lacerations to his wrist. His friend and, and, and publishing partner, songwriter Richard Fagan, was implicated in the death. Fagan was arrested on a drink, drunk driving charge after leaving the scene of O'Terry's death and was later sentenced to rehabilitation. What year is this? On an article that I no, looked up? Yeah, what was the year that, she, that the dad died? 2008. Oh, God, it was 11 that. years ago. She probably forgot it happened. Oh. <laughs> that's awful. How would you forget? Oh, that's awful. It's been so long. She's How like, oh, forget? did that. It's- Lori, the other day I went to a wedding. Well, it was like two years ago or three years ago. I went to a wedding. A person came up to me. He said, I got to tell you something. Uh, this thing happened between us at an airport, and it was a, it's been the most impactful thing ever happened in my life. And I told him, I hate to tell you, I don't remember what you're talking about. And he was so heartbroken. Okay, what did you blow him in a terminal? What? I don't no, it's not even an interesting story. I had dropped off another friend. It's, that's a, now the story of dropping off the other friend is an interesting story. Okay, but I dropped off the friend on the airport on actually New Year's Eve from 1999 going to 2000. I dropped off a friend at the airport. And this other guy was flying somewhere. He, we, I bumped into him. 
and his plane got delayed by like four hours. And I guess I hung out with him for the day at the airport at the bar and just hung out with him for four hours. And it meant a lot to him that I would actually do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I was like, I don't remember this. Well, why don't you just pretend to remember? I don't know. I'm a dick. Anyway, what I'm saying is maybe Sherry O'Terry forgot this happened. (laughs) No. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just going to throw this out there. Sure. There is a big difference between not remembering that you hung out with somebody you're not mm-hmm. you're not that close with yeah. at a bar at an airport bar for 4 hours mm-hmm. other than your father was murdered. But you don't know how close she was to the father. I feel like they were closer than random airport bar friend. Look, you say tomato, I say tomato. Okay. Sure. <laughs> It's time you for say, you say I'm a dick. I say yes, you're a dick. <laughs> it's time to play the snatch game with contestants Michael Yuri and Tamar Braxton. And for the celebrity guests, we have—I actually do have this. We actually already done it at the top of the show, but we have Max as Sharon Needles, Jaden as Raven Simone, Katya as Susie Orman, Katya as Kristen Wiig doing Susie Orman, Violet as Alyssa Edwards, Pearl as Big Ange. Did you know who Big Ange was, Lori? I kind of did. Yeah, I knew. Also, I will say this again about the the workroom, and and I promise I'll let that go after. But we didn't see at all what Pearl was doing. No. Heard about it, whatever. And then she gets the thing, and they're like, oh, she's doing uh, this. And I thought she was amazing. Yeah, she was great. Um, Fame is Donatella Versace. Kennedy is Little Richard. And Ginger as Adele. Um... Max seemingly had no idea who Sharon Needles is. Jaden looked into the future and saw that she's going to be in the bottom. Katya obviously loves Kristen Wiig. Violet did as well as Alyssa Edwards. Uh, Pearl surprised as Big Ange. Fame flopped as Donatella Versace. Kennedy shut everybody up as Little Richard. And Ginger Minge wowed as Adele. Laura, your thoughts on the Snatch Game? So, I honestly feel like Max Mm -hmm. thought, oh, I will do Beetlejuice. And then that will be what I how I win mm-hmm. because I don't feel like Max under I don't think Max ever met or saw Sharon Needles. <laughs> I mean uh-huh. I've only seen Sharon Needles uh, a handful of times. I haven't yeah. actually watched the season she was on. Mm-hmm. I don't. I know that that's a terrible impersonation. Sharon Needles, much like Donatella Versace, as interesting as a drag queen as she is. It would be really tough to do her. I imagine. Yeah. But it's like, also, I think it's it's one of those things. And I've just seen from a handful of the times that I've seen Snatch Game, mm-hmm. if you impersonate somebody on the show or like, like Rue or somebody, you, mm-hmm. that is just disaster in the making. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I feel like that was a bad... I don't understand why she did that. And also... She her explanation of I'm gonna Disneyfy yeah. Sharon Needles like mm-hmm. why not just pick somebody who's already like that? Yeah. Well, also then having That's Sharon weird. like there wasn't even attempts at a jo- there weren't even attempts at a joke which I could see no. if there were like like for instance Trixie Mattel famously did a very poor RuPaul impression for All Stars right but she yes. was going for a joke right she always she just kept doing that same like RuPaul cadence right but you could tell yeah. she was going for a joke okay. It wasn't even like Max was going for a joke. They'd be like, you she know, was, 
Yeah. She was doing like a, a Robin Williams impersonation of what Beetlejuice would do if she if Beetlejuice turned into Sharon Needles. Because it was very like, oh, and then I got the, the, the soup and the fries and I got the, the thing and you don't spill it on me. That's what I say. Da, 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 da. What? I felt it was like just like giving the most basic. And like if, a, if you told a, a child kind of what Sharon Needles was about, then push her on the stage. Because she was like, you know, Batman and Robin, and they're going to, instead of a Batcave, they're going to build a whatever that was. She goes, haunted house. Yeah, it was, it was very, like, it was one of those things where it's very much like a, I'm going to give you this, the straightest answer I can think of. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like, what are you talking about? I wish I would have done my research more because I feel like Max has said she wanted to do another character and they wouldn't let her. Oh, so you said you had tea. So what, what's the tea? This is for later. This is oh, for when okay. we get to that part. Yeah, no, it's for later. Um, all right. Anything else in the Snatch Game? I feel we've talked about the Snatch Game a lot. So I will say this. I yeah. thought I thought Pearl did amazing. Yeah. I was like, I was blown away by Pearl. Mm-hmm. To the point where I was like, why doesn't Pearl do any of this in like actual like day-to-day? You know, like when she's actually in the con- Like what was the whole mess previously where she was like a blank, like a as boring as See, a piece I, of paper. See, I'm going to defend Pearl here. Like, if you remember on Shakespeare, she was trying to do almost like a version of Big Ange to the. They said a masculine cheerleader, and she came out and she was like, "What's up?" And then they and Michelle was like, "What are you doing? That's not a drag queen, you know." And you're like, "What?" Yeah. Well, Michelle Visage is just a terrible person. She is. So then she made it, and then but she was trying to do a character. That was, I think, pretty funny on Shakespeare, and then she Michelle shot it down. Michelle Visage couldn't find talent if it cummed all over her face. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> you don't like Michelle Visage? Do you find her attractive? Uh, I'm, I was, Do you find her attractive? Severe. I love how you always punctuate severe moments with just dead silence. I do find her attractive. I will be honest with you. Interesting. I find her very attractive. Who's more attractive, her or uh, that fat pig Kelly Clarkson? I'm I'm not going to answer your question because I refuse to answer your question when you say when you call Kelly Clarkson a fat pig. What if I call What if I call Ruben Studdard a fat pig? No, don't call anybody a fat pig. It's elimination day and the girls are getting ready for the runway. Katya is feeling really emotional and second guessing herself. Um, where did I? I just lost my place. Oh, so she pulls Miss Fame aside because Miss Fame is also an addict and has been sober for nine years. I was shocked by that. This leads to an emotional moment between the two drag queens. Now, Lori, what you and I are going to do right here is I have the whole speech here. Where I'm going to play it and we'll we'll break it down in little pieces. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Can I talk to you? I'm gonna love to talk with okay. you. Because I actually really liked this moment. I thought it was very sweet, and also it's the first time that I ever was like, I like Miss Fame. I get it now. Mm-hmm. Well, I also think you know. I don't know if you know this. You know, Conti is very popular, but like she was insanely popular after this. Um, season like in crazy i could see that yeah, crazy, Katya crazy is very funny yeah and i think partly because it, not only was she funny and great in confessionals but i also think she made herself vulnerable in moments like this and it's funny because when we first covered the show when the and when it aired um 
I didn't, this didn't ring. I mean, we covered it, but it didn't really ring with me. It didn't ring true to me. I didn't relate to it. But now, especially with what's going on. Now, by the way, everyone should know summer 2020. This is December of 2019. And I'm on a break from my boyfriend. It could turn into an actual breakup. Who knows, right? And um, I, but listening to this, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish Aiden could hear this. Because I think what fame is saying, and this is kind of what I want to talk about in this segment, is a lot of what I feel about myself. And by the way, I don't think I'm, I don't think Katya and I have a special bond. I think what made Katya universally loved is I feel a lot of people can relate to this. Yeah. And so let's go through here. Here we go. What's going on? I, I am like kind of freaking out. <laughs> I've been completely sober for the past year and a half. Most of the time, I'm fine. But being away from my network of support has been brutal. I know that Fame is sober, so she's the only other person who can understand exactly what I'm going through. How long have you been sober for? I want to stop right here. Uh, We recently covered... And it's funny that Dragula didn't get into it. We recently covered season three of Dragula, where one of the contestants came out... Like, Katya's been sober for a while... Fame has been sober for nine years, okay? Yeah. There was a contestant who did drugs on the way to, to Dragula. Like, got sober on the plane. Yes, right to Dragula. Over. And one thing I will say is about a reality show is it's a high-pressure situation in a laboratory. Like, I, yeah, oh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine not being able to have my stress reliever. Yeah. And on, I don't know how the rules are in Drag Race. I mean, Dragula. But on Drag Race, they can't have any contact with the outside world. They can't have their cell phones. They can't have... Um, uh, they, don't, they can't watch TV. They don't have internet. They have nothing, right? So when, they, when they're alone in their hotel room, they're alone. Even though, you know, to come out later, because of this season, they changed a lot of the rules. They made it worse because it turns out... Pearl at this time was fucking one of the producers. Um, really? Yeah. The producer would come in later and, and fuck Pearl. So now they have Ooh. straight PAs or women PAs, you know, um, who sit all night and they put tape on the doors and they make sure the girls are, no one goes in and no one comes out. So uh, the, wow. po- the point is that. Um, uh, but you're alone. You know, you're alone in this pressure cooker situation, and I'm sure it can be very tough. And yeah, uh, yeah. So let's move on here. Cut. Because even like the friendships that you make, yeah, are people who inevitably want to see you lose something that you really, really want to win. You know, and it's the same with you. So it's like the connections you make are a little frayed because it's like I, I'm connecting with you, and I feel like we're gro- we're growing a bond. But also, if it's between you and me, I want it to be me. And if it's between you and me, you want it to be you. Yeah. So. I've been sober for nine years, but counting days in here feels like being a newcomer. That's exactly what it feels like. Like it's hard. Mm-hmm. I really like. I like s- that she said that. I like that Miss Fame said that. Yeah, because I know you've been really hard on Miss Fame. Did this make you like her more? I know you said it did. I. But- I will say I went literally I f- I forgot who said it but somebody was like you're going to turn on Miss Fame. And I, I I don't feel like she's right necessarily right for the competition, but I for the longest time was like very like I don't like Miss Fame. Miss Fame is not a good person. I'm over Miss Fame and now I feel like I I've done a a, a big turn. And I really thought that she was smart. She was, you know, she listened to Katya. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of really good 
nuggets of truth and i felt like she she did a great job of kind of being there for her so here we go and of you i'm pretty good at hiding it i am terrified of failure yeah and like my sense of humor this is the part where i really relate to it i really wish there's no way I can play this for Aiden. There's just absolutely no way, you know, because I'm, I'm trying not to contact him. And so for me to go like, here, listen to this. I don't think it seems crazy too. But this is this is what I this is what I feel all the time. Yeah, you know, especially because Lori talks shit to me on me all the time. All right here. Would you say you motherfucker? It's just like has been like a smokescreen for that. Yeah. I'll tell you, the first day I came in here. The first thing I thought of was like, you don't belong here. You're not good enough. Laurie, did you, when you, and I'm being honest, because it's not like a jokey question. When you've been, because you know, everyone should know Laurie is a legend in the comedy and improv scene in LA. But Stop when, it. But when you've gone Please to. Please don't, uh, it makes me uncomfortable. Because it's true. Yeah, I know. No. When you've good. gone to these like, sketch shows or improv shows have you ever felt that way like you're the worst one in the room oh all the time i'm oh i hate doing it for the first like 30 30 seconds i feel like if people are gonna see that i'm a fraud yeah gonna be you know they're gonna see whatever like and i feel like i always set myself up for failure so i don't succeed so it's just Mm -hmm. like yeah i have all this this whole like you know like bag of ego um Mm -hmm neuroses yeah so yeah i i uh uh i still get weirded out like when we were first doing the podcast and you told me people liked me i was like that's mm-hmm. not true mm-hmm. so i get weirded out by it by wasn't true I, what I, I feel comfortable saying that you it wasn't true oh good yeah they actually hate you good 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 yeah um okay let's move on here i i I didn't realize like how badly I've I've actually never been able to love myself. And it's okay. like I totally relate to this. Totally relate to this in such a in such a on such a deep level. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough being able to like actually be proud of yourself. Also, I feel like there's a moment I feel like there's a constant struggle for people to be confident but not be Kanye West, you yeah. know? Where it's like I want to be I want to be into myself but I don't want people to view me as conceited. But don't you think for the most part this isn't all 100% true because there are Kanye West is a prime example of this. But don't you think for the for the most part this self-doubt and imposter syndrome is a necessary part of for creative? Um I don't think so. I don't think for the most part, I think it comes out in a lot of people who are creative, but I think it's, it's, I don't think it's that. I think it's overcoming it. That's, that's necessary in order to be create, in order to be successful. I think the, the self doubt is it hap it happens to all of us and in, in, whether you're creative or whether you're, you know, not creative, but mm-hmm. I think it's overcoming it. That allows you to be successful. Yeah. All right, here we go. You are loved. You are loved. In this competition, I'm having to like deal with all the insecurities that I don't want to face. And I did not expect that. You're being so hard on yourself. You're in it, but you're not alone. I'm here with you having those same fears and feelings. 
my character defects are on fire and people are seeing me and they're like girl talks a lot it's like that's my obsessive mind running that's me too i I was able to relate to both of them yeah um in that like i know when i'm in self-doubt mode i obsess and i just become manic where i start like um Talking and talking and talking, talking and talking. Try. I'm always trying. It, the only thing, the only thing I can relate to, and I think only Lori will understand. But when you're when you're a comic and you're bombing on stage and you're chasing the joke, you're chasing the punchline. You're just trying just to end it and get that laugh, just so you can get out of the hole. Yeah. I feel when I'm in trouble, I do that. I just I and mean, then I just it's that. There's a scene in the movie Swingers. Remember where he calls the the ex girlfriend. And because uh, a lot of swingers, the movie is about John Favreau is really upset about losing his ex girlfriend. You know, they broke up, and he calls her and he leaves like a normal message: "Hey, it's John. Just one thinking about you. Call me back." Hangs up, and then he goes, "Hey," and he called back again, and, he, and then he keeps calling because yeah. he's like, and it becomes to the point where she finally picks up and goes, "Like, don't ever call me again," you know. And I feel I do that. That's me. I totally relate to that. And I feel like uh, Miss Fame does too. Do you relate to that? Lori? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. I mean, we had a whole fight one time where I was like, I thought you weren't talking to me. And I was like texting you and calling you and texting. And I used to have the, and I still do to a point, but I used to be really bad about it where I used to be like, people who aren't answering their phones are literally looking at their phones going like, oh, I don't want to talk to Lori. I don't want to talk to her right yeah. now. Or yeah. if you didn't text me back like right away, I'd be like, hello, where are you? Hello. Mm hmm. Yeah. Um. And I think I texted you like, "Nice, have a nice life," mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. And then you were like, "I was taking a nap." Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I definitely have that insecurity. So and it just it it like blows out of proportion to the point where then you can't even control it, and then it's like this huge thing. Yeah. So. All right, here we go. So let's wrap up this clip. There's a lot that I'm relating with Katya on a, an emotional level. So to connect and let go of the fears that we are holding on to makes me feel stronger. This moment Where? is what I needed. I needed it too. I'm, I'm... Uh, all right. Uh, now it's time for. Have you said everything you want to say about this Elimination Day moment? Yeah. All right. Then it's time for. I really liked Pearl. I really like Pearl. I mean, uh, Miss, uh, Miss Fame. Fame. Yeah. All right. Now it's time for the looks. Lori, the theme was leather and lace. Were there any big um, looks that you wanted to talk about that you remember? Uh, Ginger Minge. Oh, you like that? Ginger Minge's outfit was, I thought, was great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really um, smart of her to sort of like come out in white and really separate herself. And mm-hmm. and I felt like she she looked really great. I thought she re- did a really good job. I I will say this. I just I still feel like everybody's kind of giving her the oh she she looks great for her size. It's like no, she looks great because she looks great. Mm-hmm. She looks beautiful. Were there, any, were there yeah. any misses for you? I didn't like Miss Fame's look. I will be honest. Oh, it was really? The, I feel like it was the first time that I was like one of the first times that I was like, as a person, I like you, but as a as a look, I'm not. I'm not really. Well, that look that's a big turn for you to even say that uh, as a person you like Miss Fame. I know. Um, I thought Pearls was a little eh. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I thought it was like I don't know. I just didn't feel like it really could like shaped her body that well yeah well, it sort of um, felt like I, we've seen these looks before yeah i thought jane dior fierce's was a little was weird it was um it kind of reminded me of the was this the was i think maybe this was like 
the past previous episode where they had to do the nude mm-hmm. one where they where they came out and they were like pretending to be nude or that something, was like they, literally five episodes ago but yeah go ahead yes the, yeah, Pre- previous, previous episode season? yeah yeah uh about 10 years ago mm-hmm. so no but i felt like she was trying to do that with her like outfit and i didn't think it really connected mm-hmm. so but everybody else i liked yeah, I thought, uh, of course, as always, Violet Chachki looked fantastic. Um, I think Ginger pulled it off the leather and the lace. Yeah, Jane Dior Fierce just looked kind of basic. I didn't, and um, you know, again, I never thought Katya brought the look, and I, I didn't think she brought the look this time either. I mean, she fulfilled no. the challenge, but I thought Kennedy Davenport looked great. You know, the, yeah, the long I, gown, I, the hair. I didn't. I yeah. thought the hair kind of looked a little damp, but the hair. But I would say overall, I would say she her outfit was great. Max, Max seemed like she was trying. Like Max seemed like she was doing Violet Chachki in the way, like she, same way she was doing um, Sharon Needles. Well, I will say this: I do, I did laugh because I did think it was funny. I agreed with with Ross, where I felt like the thing that this missed was her gray wig. I felt mm-hmm. like if she had had her gray wig, it would have given a lot of contrast, and it would have been a real, it would have been a a, a good, it would have made it a, a, the outfit better, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So the fact that she had the black wig, I felt like really muted her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. all right. Anything else to say about the looks, Lori? Um, no. All right. Well, that I would it- say my ginger midge is my favorite. Ginger midge is your favorite. All right. Well, that's the looks. All right. On the main stage, Violet Chachki and Pearl are safe and go backstage. Katya Kennedy and Ginger are on top, while Max, Jade, and Miss Fame are in the bottom. During Max's critique, her corset was too tight, so they took a break. Then the show did something really shitty and made her look crazy. After the judges' critiques... Oh, that part. I thought you were talking about the other part. Okay. No. After the judges' critiques, Max and Jaden are forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song, No More Lies by Michelle. In the end, Jaden lived to see another day while Max was asked to sashay away. Lori, any final thoughts on the episode? So, I I know you're going to get to this the tea, but Mm -hmm. I will tell you this. I felt like... So, there... I've seen the one finale of of RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh Uh-huh. And there has been they had they do like they have people doing stuff and they and they have like a lot of people just kind of standing around and sometimes they'll have people dancing and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I honestly felt like this was the taped version of of what of that. And I I agree. I thought I was like, well, that's not fair. And honestly, I I don't if they if Max ha- when I saw that I thought, oh, Max is going home mm-hmm. because I don't think if Max had gone home, I don't think they would have made it seem like she was that crazy but i think that because max went home they were like well we're gonna sweeten the pot we have this other footage of of them waiting for her corset to be Mm -hmm. loosened or whatever um so yeah i i thought it was a little shitty but i will say this just fucking wait like why you know just if your corset is not is is you know just wait or just don't make a scene, you know? Well, you know, they're on there for hours and hours and hours. They talk about that. Like, they're literally there for so long. And they're, like, exhausted. I I just, yeah. I felt like it was a weird, I felt like, I felt like both parts, both, both sides. The editing, obviously, I felt like was weird. And then I thought Max was, the beginning part was her fault. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, but, so what we learned is, yes, Max was like, can we take a break and, and loosen the corset? And they, and they did. And it was during that break that they're just sitting there chilling. Max is just, you know, they're just taking a break. That Rube paused the conversation with Max. And somehow Max is like, 
musical theater history or something like that. But RuPaul asks, that comes up, and RuPaul asks Max to sing a song. So Max obliges and sings a song. And then, oh, okay. yeah, and it was, and it was just during the break. It wasn't like she just didn't burst into song. If they're in the break, they're in it, and Rue's like, okay, well, you know, we're here, you know, having a conversation with her, and what's going on? You know, I heard this, and then she sings a song. Rue asks her to sing a song. She sings a song, and then they made it seem like Max just out of a, like a crazy person just burst into song. Yeah, and uh, that's not what happened at all. Oh yeah, yeah. I could. I felt like that. There was a reason for that. Like, it it just seemed weird to me because it was very. First off, it was heavily edited. So yeah. whoever was doing the editing was not doing a very good job. Well, and no, secondly, they were they were doing what they had to do to make her look crazy. Yeah, and secondly, it was very chopped up. And secondly, mm-hmm. yeah, it was just like. And then also, I love how they could they cut to Michelle Visage rolling her eyes like that it was like, oh, they're done. And it was like, I'm sure you could cut to like twenty seven thousand Michelle Visages rolling her eyes. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Any other final thoughts on the episode, Laurie? Um, I mean, other than the fact that I was like, I I was like, oh, uh, Miss uh, Max is gonna lose. Like, mm-hmm. I I think you could put Max up against a, a wet paper bag, and mm-hmm. I don't think she'd win the. No, they had it out for it. Was, it was time for Max to go home. The, the the engineering of the show is very obvious this season. Like who they wanted to go home when. Like I like again, uh, Mrs. Kasha Davis did not need to go home that episode. You know. No. No, you're right. Well, I but I will say this. I thought it was weird because you say that, but then I thought that the episode prior when Candy Ho went home, I thought they were setting it up for Jane Dior Fierce to go home. Yeah. And then they sent Candy home. So I feel like. I feel like it's a little a little mismatch. Sometimes they focus on somebody, but then that person stays. But then sometimes they focus on that person, that person goes. Well, so. I think in, in some way there's some producing going on where I think ultimately what did Candy Ho in was she's just a fucking boring-ass TV personality. So they're like, we'll just send her home now because she's been on the bottle a few times That's and true. she's boring. Like Jane oh. Dior Fierce will give her her your your no you know no ma'am, no Pam, no spam, no, you know, call it green. Yeah, she has her sayings and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's what I wanted to. Yeah, that's what I. So, so what? Ha, so, what's going to happen? Are they? Is she going to bring back? You got to wait uh, until the next episode to find out, Laurie. So you, who do you? I mean, is it? But does it actually happen? That's what I want to know. What do you mean? Does it actually happen? Does she actually bring somebody back? Or she, she actually brings somebody back to the competition? Really? Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's Kasha Davis. Interesting. Because well, there's always time for Kasha a cocktail. Davis shouldn't have been sent home. Yeah, at good. that time. Yeah, true. Uh-huh. Good point. All right. Well, before we drop any spoilers, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season Seven. So, for Lowry Roggenkamp and myself. Sashay away until next week. Oh, wait, can I do that again? I want yeah. to do that again. All right. Sashay away until next week. I'm Adele. By the way, Jeffrey Thunderbear needs it to be known uh, that he is a. Even though I asked him, please give your name so we can do this. He didn't give the name, and now he's mad that his name's not here. But Jeffrey Thunderbear was also an exclusive here. 
Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dragracerecap. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. Our Instagram account is managed by Stephen Starling. If you want access to more Drag Race content and other Afterthought Media shows, support us at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at PickleMyth. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This podcast was made possible by the following exclusive tier Patreon supporters. Nicholas Springham, Katie Whitmire, April Pacheco, Dean UK, Melissa Payton, Nikki Baker, Devin McKay, The State of Bree, Robert NYC, Rachel J, AJ Norris, Richard C, Common Cool, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Luke Stamen, Sirmet Smith, Travis Potter, Jesse Harris, John J, Jimmy Kilbasa, Pedro SF, Ginger Biscuit, Jesse Lozano, Parker Elliott, Lauren Eckert, Haley Sklans and her mom, and Jordan Darling. RuPaul's Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast.